Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Meet the Mancunian podcast. Every week, I aim to introduce you to an interesting Mancunian from this culturally diverse city in Manchester. We'll hear from ordinary people making an extraordinary impact. Presented by Deepa Thomas Satpif, newbie Mancunian, tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Looking to find your musical tribe? We hear from Cat Browning, founder TN Jam in this episode. I'm delighted to introduce my guest Cat Browning, founder TN Jam. Thank you Cat for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Lovely. So Cat, tell us about your passion for music. How did you find it? Well, it found me, I think is probably a better way of putting it. Um, music has always been in my life. I've never had, I don't remember a time where music hasn't been a feature somewhere. Um, my parents are both musicians um, and, you know, amongst other things, they, my mother would sing me to sleep at night. And uh, my dad, I, I have a distinct rem- memory of, um, of my dad recording his album in the in the room below mine in in our first house um and i would fall asleep to uh, this particular bit um in one of his albums where there's uh, sopranino recorders were trilling <laughs> if we do this into the into the night you know um and i'd fall asleep to that so um i also used to fall asleep at the back of the stage of my parents kaylee band and i've played in that same Kaylee band since I was about eight or something so you know uh, when I wasn't being um, looked after uh, by our you know usual nanny I would be at the back of the stage and I was fine there (laughs) I liked it I love it (laughs) Uh, could you tell listeners about the weekly practice along sessions yeah, of course. Um, so every Wednesday between seven and nine, uh, we uh, meet on Zoom uh, for a synchronized practice session, uh, which we actually call uh, Work in Progress Wednesdays or Whip Wednesdays, just because it's on Wednesdays and I can't resist a nice pun. Um, <laughs> we meet up at 7 p.m. Uh, pra- uh, and then we warm up together for 15 minutes, which is an essential part of practice. Um, and then we all go on mute so we can't hear each other but we can see each other practicing until our next break, which would be at eight o'clock. And then we chat, uh, usually it's between 15 and 30 minutes because, you know, why not? Uh, There's uh, usually a small group so we can keep it contained. Um, And then we go back on mute to practice until 9 p.m., which is basically my uh, curfew cutoff here. 
Um, so we actually have members from all over. My parents join from North Wales and they have a lodger who also joins. We have a couple of people who have joined from the Northwest sort of area. There is also one steadfast member called Bruce, who, who's amazing. He's all the way from uh, Minnesota in the US and he's wow. there every week. It's amazing. Um, and it's we really spur each other on uh, during those practice sessions. Sounds really lovely. What inspired you to get involved? Uh, sorry, say that again. Oh, involved. Um, yeah, so I founded uh, Teen Jam because um, as a professional, I often did find myself feeling isolated and lonesome when it came, came to my own practice sessions and performances and preparing, like practicing with nowhere to play kind of thing. Um, and this obviously was massively exacerbated by the pandemic. Um, the pandemic hit all musicians pretty hard, um, simply because what we do is a social art um, and one that doesn't suit the likes of Zoom and, you know, because of the inherent latency, because it's not built for it, basically. Um, hobbyists in particular, I feel like they've been dealt a really awful hand because um, they have... Uh, the government only stated that you could only travel to places of work during the pandemic. And, and a lot of hobbyist musicians found that their social outlet, their, um, also their, their mental health support through music was gone. It was, it was all gone. And sure, Zoom rehearsals have happened through means some means but there's nothing like singing or playing with someone in the same room there's just nothing like it um since since then it's um there are some pieces of software that allow you to sort of have some synchronicity but again you know it just depends on your internet speed basically so um yeah i um that's what made me sort of rekindle the idea of tea and jam lovely being able to do sessions remotely is really helped with the homes as easily. Um, includes most people during the pandemic when they were isolating, but then when it comes to people who are bed bound or house bound at least, um, they can still join us. Um, I actually found, find it very useful because I have hidden disabilities. I'm actually autistic um, and I find a lot of places um, are not accessible to me, um, mainly due to uh, noise levels or lights, you know, um, false lighting. Um, crowds also do freak me out quite a bit. So um, the usual bread and butter sort of gigs and, and networking events that would be uh, favoured by a lot of musicians, I can't do um, just because it, it, it's, it makes me ill, to be quite honest. So, um, yeah, so I, I have uh, that as hidden disabilities. There are a couple of other things going on in the background, but those, those are the main ones that um, kind of engendered the idea of remote sessions like this. Um, and they're, as, whether I love it or hate it, it's just a part of who I am. So um, I feel like I, I want, wanted to have something that was there uh, that would celebrate those differences in other people as well and for us to actually feel like we've got some sort of representation as well um, yeah. I love it thank you 
And who is it that you're really helping and supporting? Are they all experienced musicians or are people of all abilities, all ages? Yeah, it's 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 mainly it's from um, 18 plus. We're, we're all about adult music makers. Um, I I find myself sort of reaching out a lot to hobbyist musicians a lot. Uh, but, you know, the, the practice sessions, as I mentioned earlier, they're, they're up for all standards because you don't you don't have to be any particular standard you're just going to have something to work on um which everybody does you know everybody will have so um it was just it's it's a chance to help as many people as possible by letting them help each other kind of thing uh, and by supporting one another and being an uplifting community uh, basically um just see. yeah so whip wednesdays uh, or the practice along sessions are for everybody we do actually have regular uh, showcases as well for for the hobbyists in particular so that they can give their pieces an airing um and the next one we have is on the 18th of december 2021 i don't know when this episode is going out but um that's our next one as time, time of this recording um and we're planning uh, we're trying to plan some potential hybrid events although that's not concrete yet but we're going to try and plan some hybrid events for 2022 but that's very much in the early stages at the moment that sounds fun and i'll try and ensure the podcast is uh, people can listen to it before that great yeah <laughs> so what impact would you say you've made so far um i think that several musicians uh, have stated that these events have made a huge difference to their just motivations to practice and to play actually simply because they have the company to do it with um i it's actually made a huge impact impact on me uh, because uh, the whip wednesday or just the practice longs in general means that i i know i've put that time aside to spend on the practice to spend on my own development and that's that's an element of of self care. I feel like, um, and it's it's just sectioning off a piece of the day for you. Um, and I feel like it's done it's done a lot for my mental health. I think it's done a lot for other people's mental health. I mentioned Bruce before. Been to most sessions. I think he's missed one since February or since April when he joined. Um, my my mum and uh, my parents and um, that household, they've written numerous tunes during the, the practice alongs. Um, and, you know, others have commented that it's just been that their playing has, has improved immeasurably since, which I think is fantastic. I think that's, that's the best bit. And also people just feel the camaraderie, which I really think is necessary after uh, you know, 18 months, two years of basic isolation. You know, I think that's really, it's got a lot to be said for it. Sounds really lovely. How can interested people reach out to you and learn more? So the best way to, to learn more is if you go to our Facebook group, um, it's facebook.com slash groups slash TJAM live. TJAM Live is also all of our handles on social media, but the, the Facebook group is the best place to be for that. Um, I think that's probably the best. But, or you can, indeed, you can WhatsApp me, if you like, um, on 079-444-0431. That's 079-444-0431. Um, you can also email cat with a K, at tjam.live. 
um, best bet is probably going to the group and that, that way you can meet everybody and they can, they can point you in the right direction as well. Everybody is really helpful. Lovely. Uh, what advice do you have for people who are looking to do something similar in their own communities? I would say if there's, if there's um, a need for it, just do it. Try and find out um, ways of doing it cheaply at first and build it from there. And then once, once you've got some traction, just, just go for it. Um, I would say that I, I actually found uh, the new enterprise allowance very helpful. Um, so I'm on universal credit at the moment. I think a lot of musicians are um, on universal credit. Um, or self-employed people generally, to be fair. Um, so if you have an idea to help bring a community together and to sort of establish a business, the new enterprise allowance is really helpful to do that. And then uh, once you've done, I think it's three months with them, you can then uh, be helped by something called Enterprising You. And there's so many resources for you to, 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 to help you get the best out of your business. Um, but just make sure that you've got um, on a personal level as well it, it you've got to make sure you've got the personal support there for when things may, maybe don't go as quickly or as well or you know you don't earn as much money as you are because you know you need that um, also need that emotional uh, sort of support as well so just make sure you've got a, a good network of people behind you who know who, what you're doing um, and you know and if things don't go to plan you can always just go oh that didn't work uh, and you can laugh about it with people because that's uh that's something I learned quite quite hard <laughs> so you know learning to laugh about you know when things didn't quite work out and knowing being adaptable um and having that support network allowed me to be uh, as adaptable for that Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to switch gears now and ask you my signature questions, which I hope to ask all my podcast guests. So the first one is, what do you love about Manchester? Um, I love the diversity. I love the, okay, let me retrace that step. Um, hold on a minute. So I love the history involved in Manchester, but the, like the Industrial Revolution has left its, its, its fingerprints everywhere. And the mixture of old and new is just incredible. And the fact that, you know, people are still using the older buildings and, uh, but also there's much innovation happening, at least in the city centre. Um, and as a result, you've got a huge eclectic community of different types of people. You've got, um, the culture is so diverse as well, because you've got the, the usual thing, which people point to is the football, but then you've got this massive, historical like music his, history as well like the Halle is I think it's the oldest orchestra in the world I think or at least in Europe um and oh. it was it was founded by a clarinetist actually I'm a clarinetist too um Charles Halle um and it's there are groups like that they're also you know there's still lots going on as far as music development are concerned um, you've got the likes of Craig Charles, who does a, or he, at least he did before the pandemic, he did uh, uh, like a funk night at Band of the Wall, uh, you know, and it was, it was regular, I think it was every month or something. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's just the sheer hodgepodge of the different types of culture and 
and you know and then of course you've got the the different um uh different communities that have uh, moved here like you've got the um in crumpsall in particular which is where i know quite well they have the uh they they have the jewish community the hasidic jewish community they've also got a small west indies contingent and they've also got a muslim community and um i just love it i absolutely love that that part of life lovely what's your favorite place in manchester i sort of touched on that i suppose didn't i um i I was, I was about to say grew up in I didn't I, <laughs> I wish I'd have grown up in it but I uh, lived in Crumpsall for three years yeah about about three years actually and um, I loved that because it's it's a quite a quiet place I mean except for park life when Heaton Park is taken over by park life that's I kind of escape at that point <laughs> but but um, yeah I, I would say that the Crumpsall's Cheetham Hill sort of area is actually my favourite place to be. Um, I went to the Cheatham Hill or the Cheatham Cultural Festival a couple of months, must have been about a month ago by now, maybe a couple of months ago. Yeah, September, oh God. Um, but it was fantastic. It, there was just so many different types of people. I met loads of people um, and there was loads of food, which is great. <laughs> and um, lot, just a mixture of, of uh, there were lots of performances on the main stage between, I think there was a Sikh group as well, um, that there was a, a young kids group who did a, a dance troupe thing, amazing. There was also, it was held at the, oh, um, it's a centre, What? oh, I can't remember what, what centre it is now, but it was held, the hosts of the this show, at least, they put on an incredible show afterwards. Uh, there were stalls there was just so many different people to meet and yeah that was that was just lovely just lovely uh, what's the most important life lesson you learned um I've, li I've literally written one line for this in my little crib sheet here you have more time than you think I think that is Sounds um, very deep. <laughs> yeah it's um it can mean literally like minute to minute but it can also mean you know, as far as a decade is concerned, you know, um, worrying about how much time you have cuts into that time. Um, and, you know, as, as and also I think that another thing that I've, I've uh, learned is that to, to trust my own instincts. I think everybody should to a certain degree. And if there's something that doesn't feel right, even if it looks good on paper, just be careful. <laughs> so instincts, uh, trust your instinct and you have more time than you think. I love it. Thank you. And the last question today is, if someone wrote a book on your life, what would they title it, Kat? Okay, uh, so I, I had a couple of minutes to think about this. Um, so <laughs> uh, one possible, because I'm not just one thing, of course, one possible title though, would be um, OC Me, A Chronicle of Hidden Disability in the Arts. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me and my listeners. Thank you all for listening. And I hope you enjoy the fourth episode of the Meet the Man Union podcast. Tune in every week for a new episode. Thank you. <laughs>